This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Welcome to the second hour of the Power Zone on Power 98.7. We're going into our second round table uh, for the year 2024. We told you uh, when the year started uh, that we're going to make sure that we bring about as many voices. We just uh, gather here and try by all means to discuss and thresh out issues that matter uh, to me and you. A very important year uh, that is 2024 as we now know uh, that on the 29th of May 2024 is the day that will be heading to the polls to cast our ballots and uh, just over the years uh, where uh, this particular process is concerned we find young people in the center of those that are more or less perceived to be culprits uh, shunning the process and not in any way uh, being involved or interested in uh, the politics of the day but we find them uh, being the ones that are currently uh, in the receiving end of uh, whatever has been happening in the country, uh, these developments around uh, the economy. When you look at uh, the numbers uh, that were even released as well earlier on in the week, uh, bearing the brunt uh, being, being the young people, uh, where uh, youth unemployment is just staggering at an alarming rate. And this morning, uh, we'll talk about all of that and more in our Power Zone Roundtable. We'll be hosting uh, the youth uh, this morning and under the spotlight will be the country's alarming youth unemployment and uh, the 2024 budget that was presented in Parliament by Finance Minister Ino Kodongwana in the day that was our guest uh, Kente Bolokang, uh, who's a youth leader uh, from organization Forum for Service Delivery. Uh, Kente is joined uh, this morning uh, by Nomvula Mashangu, who's a project manager uh, from company Afriman, and they'll also be joined by Ndumi Songube uh, from uh, the Workers and Socialist Party uh, this morning, just looking into youth issues. We'll also uh, go into social issues, labor issues, economic issues, uh, the political issues uh, where the youth are concerned and a whole lot more Uh, so I'm looking forward to also uh, just roping you in there at home in this particular uh, round table by forming part of it uh, this being on 0861-987-000 we're also there by X Uh, we go by at powerfm987 at katlerolrodi underscore Uh, that's where you find us but also we're reading behind the hashtag powerzone this morning let me start uh, by welcoming Nomvula to the show uh, this morning, all the way from Afrimai. Nomvula, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, can I just correct? Um, Afrimai is an NGO. Oh. oh. Yeah, so we're an NGO focused on building the next generation of mining geeks. No problem. So even better. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're most welcome, Nomvula. Looking forward to uh, just getting your thoughts uh, this morning as we go into youth issues with AfriMine, uh, that particular organization. Uh, but uh, Nomvula is joined uh, by Kinze this morning. Kinze Bolokang, uh, you're coming uh, to us uh, this morning from uh, Forum for Service Delivery. You're with youth leader uh, there. Welcome to the show, Kinze. Good morning. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's lovely to have you on uh, as well. Ndumiso Ngubehe, you're the only gentleman amongst these uh, ladies here uh, this morning. It's also lovely uh, to have you on uh, this morning, all the way from WASP, uh, the Workers and Socialist Party. Uh, good morning to you as well as to your viewers. Thanks for the invite. 
Yeah, I know it's lovely to uh, just be, uh, just you know, interacting with young people, especially on issues that really matter here. Uh, when you look at uh, issues of youth unemployment, that's staggering. Uh, that is a, a cause for concern. And where we find ourselves, uh, where we often just hear uh, just uh, people saying that youth, uh, they're not interested in uh, the politics, the status quo, telling us that even uh, there's a cause for concern uh, going into these particular general elections on the 29th of may i'm gonna just you know maybe just open it by just getting a sense from all of you guys let's start with anomvula give us a sense of afriman what do you guys do there at the organization and also i'm gonna ask our guests to just switch off their radio or headsets and the likes in the background as we go into this round table anomvula you are the first one tell us about afriman and and let's go into it as a young person No, All right. Not. So I have mentioned that mm. Happy Mind is a non-profit organization mm. that's working on building the next generation of mining geeks, right? Mm. And our three values at Happy Mind are tribe building, which involves building a global community of young professionals and passionate mm. um, students about the minerals industry. Um, so we are operational in multiple countries, such as Ghana, Guinea, Nigeria, Burkina Faso, um, and the Ivory Coast. Mm. Sorry if I'm mistaken. I will just um, tell you the link of our website, and you can find us there. I am currently the project manager of South Africa and mm. um, managing the South African project. So for our second value, we have mind shifting. So people always have a negative um, perspective about mining, you know, the danger. Because you always see the dangerous side of it on the news and how people are probably getting rechanged and stuff like that. Mm. But there's more to mining than things like that going on. So as an organization, we just try to educate and inform the youth and young professionals more on the industry so that they join in. And then we are also bridge building uh, where we focus on facilitating experience exchange between students, early, mid and later career minerals professionals. Mm, That's amazing. Yeah, I, I was coming in there to say it, it's so amazing and refreshing to uh, be listening to a young a lady, a young woman uh, that is in mining. Uh, you know, uh, things have moved a lot in uh, the country because over the years, uh, you see some of these sectors are just transforming with the time. And the mining sector uh, is one of those whereby uh, when we look at where we come from uh, 30 years uh, and where we are today, uh, there's been a lot of shift. And we'll talk about uh, that shift and the opportunities uh, that uh, really exist within uh, this particular space as we go into our uh, roundtable this morning. Genze, you're coming from uh, the Forum for Service uh, Delivery. Uh, just tell us about uh, the uh, youth wing of uh, the Forum for Service Delivery and really what's on offer as we go into uh, these uh, particular general elections this year. Um, thank you. Um, at Forum for Service Delivery, we pride ourselves in ensuring that we come up with solutions to unemployment, healthcare, and education. Yeah. One main, mainly being education. Mm-hmm. Um, Forum for Service Delivery 
exist on its own and that it's separate from it doesn't focus it doesn't um rely on any other organizations uh, uh, as, as as a young person that struggled to find a job for many years where I graduated and struggled to find a job uh, I realized that joining the forum for service delivery will ensure that I help other young people to ensure that they do not um go through what I went through where I struggled with unemployment. Ah. So our main our main concern is unemployment and equality and healthcare and education. Ah, yeah, no, that's good to uh, to hear. And we see uh, really her forum for uh, service delivery over the years uh, gaining uh, that momentum and uh, just uh, really uh, coming through. Uh, and we really to be interesting to see how then the party also does as we go into uh, the polls. Uh, just like F4SD, uh, WASP has also gained traction over the years, Workers and Socialist Party. And we see you never missing an opportunity as WASP to also uh, just add your voice, especially to youth issues, looking at the trying times that we find ourselves in as a country right now. Welcome, Dumiso. Yes, thank you so much. Um, you know, indeed, uh, the Workers and Socialist Party is part of the International Socialist Alternative, which mm-hmm. is in more than 30 or so countries. And um, in most of these sections, we also try to have uh, a component which is focusing on youth work, um, so in South Africa, we relaunched the socialist youth movement about two years ago, and we are currently active on several campuses across the country. We're trying to, uh, you know, get in touch with young people and to uh, try to get involved in the work uh, that needs to be done uh, to, you know, to continue the fight for free education. Um, yeah, no, thanks so much for having us. Yeah, really when you look at it, uh, the country finds itself at a crossroads. Uh, when you look at uh, the uh, ballooning uh, number of uh, young people that are unemployed and they're sitting at home, maybe let's reflect in, in the 30 years, according to you, uh, you are one person that says really you pride yourself as a forum for service delivery in advocating and championing for education and ensuring that uh, this employment, that follows uh, that but when you look at the picture and the status quo on the ground uh, th- there's really been an opposite of uh, that uh, looking at uh, the past 30 years and where uh, the young person find uh, themselves right now especially in our communities uh, what have you picked up uh, w- w- where lies the gap and where do we see you as forum for uh, service delivery just coming in to close uh, this gap uh, because of these unprecedented uh, youth unemployment numbers Okay, we lost uh, our guest there, uh, but we'll try to get Kense back. Uh, let me maybe throw it back to you, uh, Nomvula, uh, to say that you guys are you are a young person. You're in the mining industry and we're looking at opportunities and inclusivity uh, within uh, this space where young people are concerned. Maybe give us an idea of your sector over time, issues of transformation. Uh, do we see uh, young people finding uh, the voice and the meaning and over time also just being included as we go about transforming this particular space um okay thank you so much so um within the mining industry i would like to say yes Mm. and i would also like to say there are a lot of opportunities in my perspective Mm. um so i'll just start off with afri mine so afri mine has 
um, high school outreach programs where we go and educate learners about careers in the STEM fields, right? So that would be about the requirements for them to get into university, um, professionalism, etiquette, how to prepare their CVs and applying for bursaries, etc. Right? Mm. And then um, I think I would like to encourage young people to be active um, within the economy, like actively active and seek the opportunities uh, because they are there. For example, I'll just point out to Sibanya Stillwater, if you check out their vacancies mm. right now, this, there are some positions that young people can apply for. You know, So at the end of the day, opportunities are not going to go to the young people. The young people must find the opportunities and also hold the government for hold the government accountable for the promised opportunities. Mm. I mean, we see the Deputy President, Paul Mashadile, also calling for more to be done to transform the mining industry. Do we see government as agile to give opportunities to young people, especially when you look at how this particular sector over time would see it being faced with issues of retrenchments and, and the likes? How, how do we then find balance in that particular space, Nomvula? So I'm not really sure what people think of when they think about mining, mm. but it's a very broad industry or very broad sector, and there are many um, opportunities available within the industry itself. Mm. You know, we have people in health that overlook medicals. We have people in the finance sector. We have people in the engineering, like myself. I am in the engineering sector, mm. right? And we have other engineering, um, uh, what do I say? Opportunities mainly within the space. Mm. So when it comes to retrenchment, not everyone is getting retrenched, Mm. you understand? Mm. Because within the industry, you usually had um, more, um, how how do I put it, people with um, education, adult education and training and not really people with um, qualifications from colleges and universities. Mm -hmm. So if more students actually pursue their education and advance their skills, then they stand a greater chance of actually getting opportunities. Mm. Let me bring it to you, Ndumiso. I mean, the issue of youth unemployment, it's a cause for concern. And uh, we know very well that uh, even when the numbers come out, they're not inspiring any confidence. Just this week, uh, we saw a contraction in the number of those that uh, really are unemployed and forming part of uh, that cohort. Uh, How do we, or what do you really understand in terms of where we find ourselves here and where lie uh, the solution according to you? I think the issue, you know, with youth unemployment is quite uh, multifaceted because mm. I think it even begins way earlier on during the education phase where we've seen that there's quite a high number of young people who end up dropping out of, like, high school and many mm. children are not even able to make it to matric. Uh, you know, if you look at the numbers uh, that have been released over the years, I think it's something like 9% of 17-year-olds, you know, drop out. And, you know, there's other, you know stats for different age groups but it begins there and then there's an issue of like uh, you know getting uh, into university where we've seen many 
young people being denied access to university, be it on grounds of um, academic or financial, um, you know, challenges that, that that can rise up. But then going further than that, I think it is also that the youth unemployment is also just another symptom of, you know, the crisis we're facing in the country where uh, for a long time we've not really seen sufficient um, like investment into the country's productive capabilities. Instead, we've seen a lot of austerity measures being imposed time and time again. And the result is just that unemployment and inequality are still on the rise. And without taking, you know, efforts to address a number of the issues that we face, um, you know, like we have to ask questions about what is it that is making it so difficult for young people to actually finish their metric. And then also we need to address the issues within the higher education sector. But ultimately, we need to also understand that, you know, the way that they, the, the, the country's economy is set up, um, you know, the poorest of the poor just end up being on the receiving end of, um, you know, the worst of the events that might arise. Kinse, let me bring it back. Uh, I was asking you to maybe give us a sense of your understanding of where a young South African finds themselves a picture of a young South African, especially, you know, there in the townships, uh, there in rural areas, uh, and even in urban areas, as we speak right now, looking at the issue of youth unemployment. Okay. Um, what I've realized is that, especially in terms of before I get to youth unemployment, Mm. The issue of education, where you find that in the villages and in the rural areas, the young people are struggling with getting financial aid to further their studies. For example, lately we have found that NSAC has now um, had restrictions where they now have to, like when you find that in the beginning it would fund them, and then along the way they might they, they have to um, pay the outstanding amount of which they cannot afford. So education, in that regard, education, we need to have financial aid that will allow young people to have financial aid that will be able to cater for all the finances that they need. So at Forum for Delivery, we believe that the youth must have an effective role in the budget process where they are able to have an opportunity to be able to um, get involved in the budget process where the youth must be given opportunity to engage at SONA. Because what I've realized is that even in SONA, you find that there's the old representation, but then the young people, we don't, we don't find them there. And then in terms of the unemployment, the youth really need to take a responsibility and try to use the opportunities that are given to them, like maybe opening businesses and really getting involved in in, 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 in in getting involved in businesses where they open their own businesses so to be able to fight the economic um, issue at hand. Uh. There's also what you call the public-private participation where the public, the private sector can work with the public sector to ensure that uh, to ensure that we fight the unemployment rate that we have in our country. And do me so. I mean, let me rope you in. We see the youth employment service, the youth package, and the stimulus coming from the presidency over time as one of the projects that is just they're working with the NYDA to ensure that we close the gaps and bring about jobs to young people. And also, we seeing and we hearing that as well within the budget, whereby they took. 
talking about consolidating support uh, to focus on uh, youth unemployment and tackling that elephant in uh, the room. Uh, this emanating from even the budget that we had from the finance minister uh, just yesterday. Are we seeing a little bit of a dent to the numbers? Are we seeing a change? Uh, this particular program has been on uh, for a couple of years now. I mean, you might say, yes, you know, there have been some like positive signs here and there. However, the overall picture is still quite a bleak one because, um, you know, we might, you know, quote all the different statistics um, and count, you know, I think it's close to 8 million people unemployed now in the country. But this doesn't really explain the hardships that are being felt by many people, like in reality, on the ground, where there have been a number of initiatives taken to try to, you know, get more young people involved and uh, to get them more economically active. But the challenges, one of the challenges is always about, like, proper implementation and ensuring that uh, as many people as possible are actually uh, put in, you know, are actually allowed to, to, to take part in these activities. So I think that at the moment there's still quite a number of challenges, and I'm not entirely convinced that... Um, you know, enough is being done to actually uh, make sure that uh, the country's economy is productive enough. I mean, even yesterday in the budget speech, mm-hmm. the minister, Konongwana, uh, pointed to how, um, you know, the economy is not growing fast enough to absorb, um, you know, you know, everyone. It's not, it's not really, the, the pie, as you refer to it, you know, is yeah. not big enough to, to allow for proper redistribution. And we've always been against um you know, forms of like increased privatization and uh, we're always making calls for, you know, for, for uh, you know, for the commanding heights of the economy to be brought into the hands of the communities um, and working class people in general, uh, because we still feel that uh, the working class is left out of most of these discussions and decision making processes. So even you know, just uh, an example like how the previous, um, you know, speaker pointed to how at Sona, young people are not really given a platform to really air their views. And it's like that for the gender working class. It ends up just being a discussion, you know, taking place with people who are not necessarily connected to the realities on the ground. Uh, 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 did you really get a sense of uh, youth being prioritized in the state of the nation address and also in the budget what would have been your expectations going into the year where these particular uh, processes are are concerned Um, all right so um, looking at the speech, it said that there was going to be an amount of money um, that was going to be allocated for employment programs. 61.4 billion is going to be allocated for employment uh, programs. And the government was also prioritizing new police recruits, right? Mm. So I think that was kind of our section as the youth. And as I mentioned earlier, that the youth must hold the government accountable for what they're saying they're going to deliver. You understand? So also, I am listening to my co-guests and yes, they talk about opportunities, but I think what is important is for the youth to be active in this whole thing. Because 
nobody is going to hear our voices if we are not actively trying to participate, you know, mm. like actually getting our education, going to our municipalities and seeking for opportunities and letting our counselors know what we actually need as the youth and how many of us are there. So I think we definitely need to take accountability for our own lives and our own future. And I think that's my standing on it. Mm. And we often hear uh, just calls for people to start their own thing and to, uh, you know, more or less be independent in terms of becoming entrepreneurs. Do we see that as somewhat of a solution uh, here? Again, when you look at where young people find themselves, especially when you look at support then for SMEs, uh, do you see that particular support coming through? And what is your understanding then of the role of the National Youth? Development Agency, the NYDA, where then these particular processes and works are concerned? Okay, um, I'm actually part of an NGO here in the Northwest province mm. of the DRSM. It's a youth-related, um, uh, it focuses on helping the youth get jobs and how to start businesses. Mm. So what they would normally do is they would offer us training on, like business training from the NYDA. NYDA would offer us training where we get more information on how to get funding. So we find that within the NGO, there are several people that have found, that have obtained funding through NYDA to start these businesses and are very successful at it, where you find that they even can um, apply for funding even more than once in order to um, ensure that their businesses are running. So we also... There's a lot of training that we give, not only business, even in terms of job preparedness training. There was a time when we attended a job preparedness, preparedness training and where we were um, encouraged to go for counseling, even at the Department of Labor, when we struggled to find a job. And we found that many of the, of the our young people were not aware that they, they were able to get such assistance from the Department of Labor. And thereafter, they were able to go for interviews and they were prepared for the interviews which was offered by the Department of Labor through the training. Mm. So NYDA has really been of good help in terms of starting a business when you struggle to find a job. Uh-huh. What has been your understanding and your experience then, Nomvula, the work of the NYDA? Nomvula? Yes. Um, so my understanding of the NYDA right now is that they um, assist... Um, young people with funding for tertiary institutions and they assist them with um, you know the getting jobs after studying and preparing for the professional space do we, do you see young people then getting the best out of uh, that particular agency? Uh, do we see them uh, closer to uh, young people, especially when you look, see the complacency and young people uh, that are despondent when you look at what has been happening in communities? Do you see uh, the NYDA visible uh, to present themselves as the hope uh, for uh, the youth in this particular space? Um, I would like to say yes. Because we have to start somewhere. Mm. We have to start somewhere in the midst of all hopelessness. Um, there has to be that spark somewhere. And hopefully the rest of, you know, the people in or the youth specifically catches on 
um, and is inspired and motivated. So, so you you need to also then, as a young person, uh, be intentional and get yourself closer uh, to some of uh, those opportunities. And do me so. Uh, we saw the president uh, declaring that the twenty ninth then of May uh, would be the day that we go to uh, the elections, the general elections. And over the years, we've seen uh, us as young people really being the culprits when it comes to uh, the polls, when it comes to uh, just uh, young people not being interested in forming part of this particular process maybe give us a sense of your understanding of why and then over the years we've seen young people drag their feet in terms of forming part of uh, this voting process and then how can we then approach it differently as we go into the 2024 polls i mean there's a, a quite an understandable you know level of um you know hopelessness in society and also i think for many young people they just don't see there being any viable political alternative from among the main, uh, you know, political voices that we hear of. So it's not so much, I I don't believe that, uh, you know, young people are not interested in politics. I do believe that it is really, uh, you know, coming from a place of not seeing a viable alternative because, you know, the lies that have come from politicians over the years, you know, it's quite a lot. And also, um, you know, just not seeing anyone really offering a, a genuine alternative that would um, actually bring the country out of this crisis. And I think here it's also important for us to then go back to us taking accountability as young people and also trying to um, come up with our own solutions wherever possible. And I really do think that it's important to focus on, you know, grassroots mobilizing um, and then also trying to look for we need to then also come up with um, solutions that would actually entice young people to want to get interested, um, you know, in voting. Because as it is at the moment, I, I really do understand why many young people are not uh, enthusiastic about voting because they just don't see like uh, they've not been inspired in terms of uh, seeing any particular group that would then change things radically in the way that needs uh, things need to be changed. Uh-huh. Kinsey, what is your understanding of why young people over the years have not uh, wanted to form part of this process or uh, they've really been slow in uh, really, you know, more or less warming up to uh, the voting uh, process? And and how can we then approach it differently this time around as we go into uh, the 29th of May polls? Um, The young people must be encouraged to vote in order to get their voices heard. And I agree with the code that in, even in over the years we've seen that they are not you know really encouraged and sold out to voting because of these things that it might not be working for them. So we really need to to, to, to to ensure that we take into account the issues that the young people are going through, which is mainly education and unemployment. How them in that regard where even the financial aid, the money that they are being funded with are, are increased and ensure that they stick to the agreement. That way then they will be encouraged to vote and they will be able to see a difference in their life. Uh, 
Mm. Can we ever then say uh, in the country that will attain or we can attain attain uh, free education, especially looking at uh, where then we come from, uh, the NSFAS and drawing from uh, the budget uh, by the Minister of Finance in the day that was, uh, what, what is your understanding then, Kinsey, of what has been happening in the higher education space? Um. I understand that um, the government has to have mechanisms and appropriate role players to manage financial resources where, um, um, where they, they, they secure the transparency and accountability and fund management of the revenue expenditure assets and liabilities of the institutions. Uh-huh. So what I think should be done is there should be a strict, strict measures that are put in place to ensure that there is accountability and transparency within our government in order to ensure that they help our young people with funding they, they need it and other um, related issues of the young people that they go through. All right, uh, I'm going to open the lines. Uh, the lines are open. We're on 0861-987-000. This morning, a reminder uh, that there by X, uh, we go by at PowerFM987, railing behind uh, the hashtag PowerZone. Uh, this morning, we have Kabelo, uh, who's calling us from Soshanguve, who wants to weigh in on what we're discussing uh, this morning. Kabelo, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, Mr. KG, how are you? I'm okay, brother. How are you doing? Hey. You know, I can see I've been a stranger, but I... Right? <laughs> yeah. So we have yeah. a, a round table of young people here. Uh, let, let's yes. talk about yes. youth youth matters. All right. No, uh, let me talk about... Uh, let me generalize a bit, just for one minute. Yes, yeah? sir. Mm. Um, you know what? Uh, I I maintain this thing, Yahore, uh, you know, our our leaders whatever they are talking about in parliament and what, they don't experience it. Mm. I'm telling you, they don't experience it. For for an example, uh, Mr. Kiji, yeah. uh, as a minister, you are guarded 24-7. You've got a house, you've got, you've got this and that, all the packs of being a minister. Do you understand? Yeah. So when, when, when people talk about crime, this has been marked as no. You can talk about it in spades, but you don't experience it. Mm. They don't. So, 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 so they're not speaking to reality. Uh, basically, all of these things are far from them. Yes. So, like for example, if for example, if 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 the premier was staying in Jubilee, mm. I'm telling you, Jubilee will be the most secured place because there's an executive who's staying there. Mm, mm. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Mm, mm. Yes. They don't experience these things. And then there's a whole toilet, toilet and so they don't their kids don't experience that. So mm. they want people to to enjoy the services uh, of 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 the government, mm. but Banabona, they don't go there. Mm. They go to they go to private schools. So they're not in touch Banabona. with reality, basically. Yes. Mm. So until until even these hospitals, they are in shambles and what and what and what what. Until Banabati Gurekis are those services, they will never understand. What it means 
gore o fitle ko public hospital ka itotloko eh ba wa tende ka fo nde a tsa they will never understand that So, so, when, so what, when, should, should we then uh, said, put some sort of a... Remember when one minister said, yeah. I, I, I'm being told that you are experiencing lochi. You are being told. Mm. So you don't experience that. Mm. Mm. You know, like, like that's how it is. Mm. You are being told. You don't know. Maybe maybe there should be a condition here, uh, Gariso, that says, uh, you know, they should, you should be ready as you see that what they're doing in Gauteng with this education and they're, they're, them applying and, and all of those and the, this online schooling system to say within a particular radius, maybe if you're an MEC or a minister or a premier, which you should be within a particular radius closer to where you're serving uh, so that, uh, you know, people can even uh, walk and knock at your door uh, to say, but uh, this, that street light, uh, call line number three, is not working. So what are you doing about it? But over the years, uh, we see that uh, disappearing and we see people just living life of opulence here. It's like uh, you've made it when, uh, if you are a politician, you know? Exactly. Mm. So, so that's why just for being a, a, a counselor, People can kill you for that because of what? Being a counselor now, it, it pays, you know. Mm, mm. So, like, no man, it, it, it can't work like this. How, how do we then approach uh, the election, Scabello? Because now we have a date. Uh, the 29th of May is the date uh, that we'll be going to the polls. How do we actually uh, go about it as young people motivated uh, that at least uh, there's change on the other side? Um, in terms of that, as young people, uh, don't uh, don't don't like if people feel frustrated as young people for a, uh, our government didn't do this and this is didn't didn't prioritize us this and this and this and this. They have the right to say that because they can give you proof. Mm. But our the, the problem with our government is that most of their programs and so on. But I was like three years, four years, and so on. How do I check? Motuelo mo ubulela luzio. In four years, kavasti. Are we gonna start there? Hmm. Are we gonna go back and say, uh, Mister Ramaphosa said this and this and this and this and this? Because everybody utali uh, ideology. Hmm. So like everything is about. But we're told of, of Tinsualo here, Cabello. Has in the life of Tinsualo been better? And how do we then ensure that even beyond the elections, Tinsualo is still thriving in, in this particular space? Do you see Tinsualo in you? Do you see things maybe working out for you as we go into the elections? Um, our problems are not the same. As you see. Our problems are not the same. There are people that they can tell you, Hori, no, I've, I've registered a company, I've done this, done this, this, and this, it was successful. There are people who have registered companies and, and, and done this and this and this. And to this day, just like RVPs and what, what they've been waiting and waiting for the government to, to, 
to see them and and consider them for those smaller nyana business nyana za kuskulumu and so on and so on no but to this day it's all about uh, who knows who mm. you know mm, yeah. so like that's why someone said to me that I heard you will vote for the ANC because of what you got from the ANC but if i vote otherwise you you cannot like okasin so uliman because i never got anything i never got anything from the ANC Yeah no I I hear you Cabello it's going to be a, a tricky one but, but 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 we're going to vote that that's resolute we're going to vote Okay what are we voting for there are certain things there are certain things yeah. when you listen to the likes of EFF mm. Okay manifesto I'm like for example uh, uh, security guard you have to get 10 point something thousand uh, in any like all those figures mm. and then you go back to what is reality mm. where are you going to get that money you tell people what they want to hear mm. like Hey, well, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one, Munakabelo. Uh, but I have to let you go uh, so I can give yeah. our, our listeners, uh, I mean, our yeah. guests here, a yeah. parting shot. Kalabuka Munna for the call. Sure, sure. Gabelo calling us there uh, from Social Nguve. Let me come to you, Nomvula, to say that, I mean, we've often heard that maybe some of the reasons why uh, young people find themselves out of the job market as we speak right now is because of uh, certain career paths that they've taken uh, that are not working or really don't have meaning anymore in uh, this particular space. In in the mining space, uh, would you say that there are opportunities and young people as they go into this academic year as well I should consider just going into mining because of the opportunities that exist there um hey katlego yes definitely i think um job success or getting a job after graduation is very not very well dependent on the industry that you're in and also how viable that industry is in the country that you're in so when i look at mining for example in south africa it's an industry that's doing quite well and there are many opportunities available for young uh, people also most companies are located in remote areas so that's where you'd have your villages and your small towns so the students they are actually first preference for the companies when they're giving funding for you know university studies and so on Uh, so so you would uh, say that uh, they uh, they say at least uh, uh, you know there are opportunities within uh, the mining space for young people yes definitely if they can apply themselves to stem oriented careers um study towards stem oriented careers mm. i think they are bound to be um successful ah nice and do me so uh, let me bring you in here uh, as well to say that uh, i mean really uh, when you look at it you'd find people saying that the reason why uh, then uh, we are all bloated sitting at home in the corners and uh, just frustrated is because of the education system and maybe even the career paths that we've chosen they're not part of the 
essential uh, parts or essential careers in the country and you find that you've basically went to school to be unemployed. So how do we actually resolve that as we go into this academic year, looking also at uh, the education sector in general here at home? Yeah, I mean, there's a number of things which I think, you know, we need to look at. I mean, um, I think it's important to go back to, uh, you know, even questions around like the land issue, like, uh, you know, we need to address, uh, you know, questions around landlessness. We need to address questions around people having access to not just education, but also to quality healthcare services and quality um you know, just quality public services in general. So I think there's a serious need for uh, for investment in, uh, you know, public works programs that would actually provide decent, dignified jobs, um, not to the tune of the ECWT, but something much more that actually offers more of a living wage uh, than what's been offered under the current uh, CWH and EPWP uh, frameworks. And also... Uh, you know, to do all the, the things we need, I think it's important to make sure that uh, the majority, the working class people actually have, uh, you know, recourse towards holding the um, the, the government to account. Um, you know, but just going into these elections, I think it's another reminder of the need for, you know, a mass workers party that will actually unite the struggles of uh, people that are struggling be it, you know, community members fighting for service delivery or workers fighting for decent wages or, um, you know, young people fighting for free education. I think we really need to have a mass workers party that will then unite all these struggles on a socialist uh, platform to actually bring in, um, you know, all of the country's wealth and resources under the control of the majority so that we can uh, bypass some of the issues of, you know, corruption that take place because as um Zocola mentioned a few moments ago, um, you know, things are there are people who are in government positions or living lives that are completely divorced from the reality of the majority on the ground. So at the end of the day we don't really get to hear a genuine state of the nation address when the president delivers SONA because there he's just giving a scorecard of what government has done. But then doesn't really go deeper into the lived experiences of people, which is why we end up having the story of Utin Swalo being brought through, and um, which I feel is just half of the story because there's a really serious problem um, where majority of young people struggle to access NSFAS and they struggle to access, um, you know, employment opportunities. So I really think that we need a lot of changes in the country, and I think it ultimately has to start with changing the economic uh, production, sorry, the economic uh, system that we use in the country. We need to move towards a more socialist um, system where the majority will actually be able to, uh, you know, to have a direct say as well as to benefit um, from the face of the country. Yeah, let me bring in Akinse and also give you the parting shot here in terms of, uh, you know, you or just us giving you an opportunity here to speak to young people. There are young people out there that are really, really frustrated. They're sad, they're confused, they don't know how to really approach even these particular elections in a way that they would see somewhat of a difference. How do we actually, you know, encourage them? Let's speak to the young people. Um, I'd encourage young people to really go to the voting stations and vote and have their voice heard because I still believe they will be 
they will be taking responsibility and being accountable of their lives because clearly it doesn't help to complain and not want to vote and not do anything and expect, you know, things on the sofa better. But taking a responsibility and going out there to ensure that you make your voice heard, you vote, and you make use of the opportunities that are granted to you, then that would really um, make a difference in your life. Yeah, no... Spot on. Uh, let me thank you all and, and really appreciate uh, you giving us your time. Anomvula, uh, please give us uh, that uh, website again uh, that people can visit Afrimine uh, for opportunities and, and where. how do we actually uh, follow uh, the work of the organization? All right, Katleho. So people can find us on www.afrimine.co and they can also find us on LinkedIn as AfriMind, um, S-A. And then you can also find us on Instagram as AfriMind underscore N-G-O. Nomvula, I really appreciate your time this morning. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Kat. You're most welcome. Nomvula Matlangu, Project Manager at AfriMind. Ndumiso, how do we actually follow your work as WASP? Uh, this give guidance to the young people uh, where then they can actually rely you know, on you as the pinnacle of hope going into these elections. Okay, so, uh, you know, as I mentioned at the start, um, you know, we are in part of a socialist international. So when different countries, about 30 countries, including Nigeria, Ivory Coast, the US and other countries. But if people would like to get you know in touch with us, we can visit our website, which is uh, socialist.org.za. Um, and then you might find more details um, on our work there. Yeah. And Dumiso, always lovely, man, uh, speaking to you. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And also uh, thanks to... Uh, the other guests as well for coming through. Awesome, man. And Dumiso Ngube coming through there uh, from WASP, the Workers and Socialist Party. Again, I really appreciate your time as well. How do we follow uh, the Forum for Service Delivery uh, for those young people that are still more or less looking for a home? Ah, and that's how I lose uh, against there. But then they are a forum for service delivery, and that's where you can just find them. Check their website. Uh, they're there, uh, just scattered throughout uh, the province. That's how then we wrap up our, uh, you know, second uh, power uh, zone round table. You've been listening to a Power ninety eight point seven podcast. For more podcasts, visit power nine eight seven dot co dot za. Or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.